Welcome, awesome listeners, to the New Nudist Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Klein. This is the podcast for people curious about the nudism and naturism way of life. If you've been thinking about trying out nudism, if it's been a bucket list thing for you, then this is the podcast designed to give you what you need to know in order to try it out. If you're already a nudist, this show is for you too, and we hope you learn more about the movement and get more out of your nudist practice. Well, hey there, nudies. I hope your nude year is off to a great start. You will recall that our last show featured a discussion with Evan Nix and me about the concerns that men have about nudism that have to do with their penises. I got a lot of mail on that one. Pretty much all of it positive. But Evan and I could only address this issue from the straight man's perspective. So I asked Ted, who I've had on the show a few times now, to come on the show and give us the gay man's perspective on the issue. Like the last show, this will be a frank discussion. So if talk about penises offends you, then this might not be the episode for you. For Nude in the News today, we'll look at the February 8th 2022 posting on thepointsguy.com website, a website I follow for travel hacks and tips, titled Nude Cruises, Voyages Where You Can Take It All Off. All of this is coming up next in episode 19 of the New Nudist Podcast. Stick around. My friend Ted is a Disney aficionado, a championship baker, nude yoga practitioner, and all-around great guy. When I want to get the gay man's perspective on things, he's often the guy I'll reach out to. So when I heard from some listeners that the conversation that Evan and I had in the last episode about penis-related concerns guys have when it comes to social nudity, and that it was missing the gay man's perspective, I reached out to Ted. So again, this is a very frank discussion. So if you know penis-related talk is offensive to you, this might not be your episode. But for those of you who are interested in hearing uh, what we had to talk about, here is my interview and my continued conversation with Ted. Hey, Ted, thanks for joining me on the New Nudist podcast today. Thank you, Scott. Happy to be here. So happy new year. Uh, yes, to you as well. Yeah. Um, so you and I were texting recently after you heard my um, the podcast where Evan and I were talking about penises, and uh, you know we had a gr- we had a great exchange and talking really specifically about sort of what what the gay man's perspective could be on that. And of course, Evan and I were talking about it really from the only perspective that we can speak to from authority as as two straight guys. Uh, but I, you know, I'm really grateful that you were willing to come on and talk about it from, you know, the gay man's perspective. And, you know, I'd love to hear what you thought of what you thought of the uh, the our, our conversation. And what do you think gay men think about that sort of thing? Are there things that are exactly the same, you think, or different? Or what do you think? Yeah, so I think a lot of it is very similar. And as I was listening to the conversation between you and Evan, I was thinking back to conversations I've had with folks who, when I mentioned coming to men's naked yoga, I get some of the same concerns and questions that you were talking about straight guys have with general social nudity. So it was interesting to see the parallels. I think a lot of things are really similar. Um, So I think it's like twofold. One, I think a lot of men are afraid of like 
how others are going to judge them uh, yeah. when they're they're naked and their their penis is out there and exposed. Um, and then, of course, there's always the fear of erections, which you and Evan also touched upon. Um, so it's kind of like a twofold thing that's out there. So I don't know that it's necessarily specifically different um, for gay men. I think where it changes is context. So yeah, yeah. Um, there are like certain gay venues where nudity happens where things might be a little more sexualized than mm -hmm. others. And mm -hmm. so there, I think it's a different situation. But in most cases where I think of social nudity, for example, if I think of like at Men's Naked Yoga, I think it's very similar to being at uh, a nudist club anywhere else. So yes, people are naked, but um, the penis is not the focus. Mm. Uh, I mean, obviously they're there. Uh, yeah, yeah it's not like they're on display or it's not like people are purposely trying to be sexual in any way with them. So I think people have this weird fear of, oh, you know, I'm going to get an erection. Those are, I think, very rare, actually. Yeah. I think people tend to be kind of nervous, especially when they're new to nudism. So I think that almost counteracts them. Yeah. Um, and I know one of the things you and Evan talked about with going to like a beach was a worry of, oh, well, what if I'm putting sunscreen on and I'm going to excite myself? Yep. Um, and your suggestion of, well, first, put it on beforehand uh, was really good. And <laughs> secondly, whenever there's like a need to reapply, that's like almost the furthest thing from something that's um, sexual or intriguing, right? It's just kind of like, it, it, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, so I think we psych ourselves out sometimes a little bit too much when we think about this nudist stuff, right? And we get we so- We overthink it. Yeah. And get into our heads so much that it's kind of just like, when you need to put on the lotion, just put it on and move on, right? It's like really not this big deal unless you kind of make it so. So I, I think that's probably true for everybody, um, not yeah. just uh, for gay men. But um, yeah, I, I obviously like penises are a big deal, of course. But I think um, it's interesting because like um, you and I had texted, one of the things that's kind of interesting, I think, is that um, the penis is really the only part of a man's body that's socially taboo to display. Yeah. So men can pretty much put everything else out there but the penis. And if you think about it, like in the media and even like social media, like Instagram, men can put it all on display except for the penis. So usually yeah. penises are seen in like porn or they're seen in a very sexual context. So it's unusual to go somewhere and have a man be naked and have his penis be out there, but not have it be sexual. So mm -hmm. I think a lot of men don't really know what other men's penises look like in the range, like you were talking about before. And I think that's true with gay men as well, right? So like there's all sorts of different penises out there and it's not really a big deal one way or the other, yeah. but we overthink it and we focus on it sometimes too much. And that's where I think sometimes people can really get into their heads or also with others. And actually something else I thought about during your conversation with Evan was, one of the things you've talked about with etiquette from a nudist perspective about never commenting on other people's bodies. Yeah. So um, that's especially true when it comes to like the penis, right? That is not something you ever <laughs> want to comment on uh, the penis yeah. or the testicles. And actually there was something that happened at the ranch on our most recent visit where a now comment explain the was, ranch. Explain the oh, ranch. Yes. So one of the places we go um, here uh, just east of Phoenix, about an hour out in the desert is a uh, copper cactus ranch which is a men's resort uh, that is nudist. Um, and uh, while we were there, um, someone, while we were in the hot tub actually made a comment about my testicles and it was super awkward. So um, it was kind of yeah. good to experience that, to see like, mm, yeah, okay. So I get it why like women are super uncomfortable when anybody comments on their bodies. And it was like, mm, yeah. And even though it was a, intended as a compliment, it felt like super weird. Yeah. Um, 
in the moment I didn't call it out and maybe I should have, but didn't, but it was interesting to have that experience. Whereas for the most part, I mean, kind of like you were saying, people glance and people notice, but it's not really like a, a matter of conversation or a subject you really bring up. You just kind of go with the flow. So yeah. it was interesting to have that experience and kind of be able to reflect upon it. What, what, if you were to go back, would you say anything? Like if, if you were to go back in time, would you say anything, or, you know, or would you just sort of let it go? I think I would let it go because yeah. it was meant to be a compliment and meant to be positive. And in the particular context at the time, I don't think saying anything would have really changed the situation much, yeah. but yeah. it was interesting to think about and kind of have that moment of, oh yeah, this is why commenting on people's bodies is really not cool in a nudist situation. So. Yeah, sometimes we're always, yeah, it, you can get reminded of that um yeah yeah it's one thing to know it it's another thing to experience it i guess is what i would say so it it probably then makes me more sensitive not that i would make comments anyway but it makes me more sensitive too now if someone else had made that comment about another person and they were uncomfortable i probably would have spoken up so maybe that's Mm. the difference Mm -hmm. whereas with me i'm like i'm fine this isn't really going to bother me but if it was like somebody who was new to the situation and i could tell was uncomfortable then yeah i probably actually would have spoken up in that case yeah yeah you know i've gotten a lot of really positive feedback from that episode and, and that conversation. And I think um, I, I've heard several guys uh, write in and say, you know, thank you for addressing this because it is something we all think about. At least I think about as, you know, you know as somebody who's new to this. And, uh, you know, I don't think we can talk about it enough. I think, you know, demystifying a lot of this is, is part of what we're trying to do here. Do you, um, if, if, you were talking to another gay man who was thinking about nudism and, and had these concerns, you know, like, like the guy that expressed this uh, to you about naked yoga. Um, what would you say? What would you say to him? Well, you know, as I think about it, and as we're talking here, one of the things that comes to mind is also um, body positivity. So mm. I feel like when we're talking about penises, that's kind of like the most extreme version of body positivity here, right? That, there are these like media images of like the perfect man's body, right? Or yes. like the perfect penis, which is really now we're probably talking about like porn. Yeah. And you, it's like very large, right? And like very yep. exceptional members, which most people would never measure up to, right? Yep. And so we have to kind of break through that and like figure about the reality of like what people actually look like and like the range of different bodies and therefore penises as well. Mm-hmm. So part of it is we have to like, the more you do social nudity, I think the more comfortable you become and realize what real people actually look like, right? Yeah. Whereas the media images are so specific and are like so burned into our minds that it's hard to get past that sometimes. And I think, so if there's like a, you know, a gay person that's really nervous about doing say men's naked yoga, I'll point out that, you know, real people go to yoga. It's not models, right? And so once someone goes, they like check it out and they realize like, oh, this is like a really cool environment. And also the classes I go to, the instructor has a zero tolerance policy for any sort of body shaming at all. So um, if anyone were to do that, they are immediately removed. Now, I've never, ever seen anybody do anything like that in class. It's actually a super supportive environment, which is really cool. But um, you can always tell when someone new comes because they have a very nervous energy at first because you can tell that they like want to be there, but they're not really sure what's going on. And they kind of keep shuffling around and looking up and down at their feet for a while. And you kind of just get the vibes. You go over and say hi and kind of welcome them. And then usually within the first few minutes, they relax and start to enjoy themselves, which I'm guessing is kind of like when somebody goes to a straight nudist venue for the first time as well, right? It's like, exactly. that just 
like digging in, like just taking off the clothes and moving on is like a thing where, again, it's like getting inside our heads versus just, just doing it and going with it. So, um, and then I think, yes, in a gay context, there's a lot of focus on penises in the beginning, but that quickly goes away as well. And again, it's all about context, right? So like at naked yoga, you're doing yoga, you're exercising. So, yeah. so that's the focus. Yeah. Or at the ranch, if you're like hanging out or hiking or whatever, then that's what you're doing. So it's not like you're there for anything that is um, specifically sexual, because that's a very different situation. Yeah. And there are those places and then, you know, yeah. Yeah. But that's not what we're talking about. That's very different and not at all um, this situation. And I think some people conflate the two and don't understand the difference until they go. And then they realize like, oh, okay, this is cool. And everybody is nice and everybody's normal and just having a good time as friends and it's good. So it's one of those things where I really suggest people try at least once and and know as much as they can before going, but ultimately you just kind of got to go with it and and see what happens. I I think that 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 makes all the sense in the world. I, whether it's a gay tech context or a non-gay context, I think we all have the same sort of concerns as we first try it, right? That it's yeah. gonna, uh, that, and, and you, you mentioned this sort of how the, uh, the sexual end of this particular spectrum, um, mm-hmm. you know, we could call it the lifestyle or the swinger perspective or the, mm-hmm. you know, very, you know, hypersexual um, club situation um, it gets conflated with with social nudity in in the way that that many of us experience it, right? Which would be, you know, more the naturism sort of situation, or a, a, you know, a socially nude situation in, that just isn't sexual. Right, exactly. And, and actually, as you're talking about that, too, I was thinking of a situation that happened at Naked Yoga uh, with someone the first few times they went who went on to become a friend. And I think this probably applies to straight guys as well as gay. Um, but he was very self-conscious about his penis, thinking it was very small. Mm-hmm. Um, so he would like cover himself with his hands during class. And you would catch himself forgetting and then cover himself up and actually draw attention to himself, ironically, in a way that, that wasn't necessary. And so he even like brought it up in conversations outside of class. And then eventually I just had to say, listen, based upon my experience, um, you're not on the small side of the spectrum, so yeah. you're good. Uh, but it's interesting how, you know, people have like things in their mind about their bodies. And I think this applies to men and women and everyone, right, that they focus on that other people don't. But sometimes when we focus on it, we draw attention to it and then think everyone's noticing that thing that we're worried about, but they're not noticing because you're small because you're making this like effort to cover up when you don't need to. So I think yes. sometimes we, we also kind of like maybe create a little bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy for ourselves with this body stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. In trying to sort of hide in that situation, you wind up uh, highlighting. Right. Right, actually highlighting it, right, and drawing attention to you when that's, yeah. yeah, what you're not trying to, yeah, it's just an interesting, I guess it's like a little bit of an irony of life that that happens, but um, I think that's something to just be aware of, like if there is something that you, about your body that really does bother you, you might want to try not to draw attention to it while you're yeah. in a nudist situation, which is probably hard to do as I think about that, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you touched on the body positivity piece of it. And that has always been a big part of this for me. And, and something I, I just want to emphasize as much as we can on this show is 
that for many of us, that's kind of what it's about, right? It's about, it's about acceptance and it's about not holding yourself to that standard, that impossible standard, um, whether it's, you know, uh, people we see in magazines or people we see in porn or people we see in um, on TV or in movies or whatever it is, uh, that sort of idealized, uh, airbrushed, um, <laughs> not representative of the general population sort of person. And, uh, you know, and, and holding ourselves to the to that standard. It's just, I, I tell you, when I go, there are, you know, there are things I don't like about my body. Uh, I'm not going to lie, but I don't think about those things when I'm naked in a socially nude situation. I think about them like when I'm clothed <laughs> uh, or, right. you know, or at home, you know, but, uh, but I don't, when I am like in a socially nude situation, I am not thinking about those things. I'm not comparing. I'm not, and I don't know if it's just me or if that's something that, you know, is common for a lot of people, but that, that's when I'm thinking about it the least, when I'm kind of most exposed, but. Yeah, I would agree with that as well. And I wonder if maybe it's just because everybody's exposed and you have just a whole range of like bodies out there and it, none of it kind yeah. of matters at that point, right? So maybe that's the difference. Um, but also when you talk about those like media images, I think maybe that is one thing that's different for, for gay men because I feel like the yeah. media images of gay men are much more maybe severe than for straight men in terms of the standards. So you have a lot of people agree. pushing back, right? Because it's also like, you also have not only the issue of like perfect bodies, but then you have masculinity, right? And like, mm -hmm. you have like effeminate men who aren't held up to a masculine standard, right? And we're moving toward much more gender fluidity in general, which is good, but yeah. I don't know that that always like translates. So I think some of that becomes an issue for gay men as well. And then when you add nudity into the mix, I think sometimes that's a challenge. Mm -hmm. So that, that's kind of something I could completely understand what you're saying. That's sort of an additional layer. Yeah. That, that, that gay men might run into. Yeah. Right. And it, and it's yes. And so, and like, you know, so much of this revolves around like masculinity as expressed through the penis, right. In terms of like mm -hmm. porn and stuff. So I think for gay guys, that's a big concern, but I think once you have people who actually do become nudists and enjoy social nudism, I think that goes away. It's probably a focus more for people that are contemplating this, but haven't tried it yet. Yeah. And Again, if you if you're if if you're that guy out there listening to this and thinking about thinking about trying it um, and and had these concerns, um, what are you going to tell them? Just give it a shot. Yeah, I would say give it a shot. I would definitely try and pick a form of social nudity that involves maybe an activity, so okay. that you're just like maybe just hanging out. Like if you're doing this for the first time and you're by yourself, maybe not the beach but maybe try like a club where there's an activity or like naked yoga sort of situation where there, there's something to do and everyone's like focused on accomplishing something. So it's not just about being naked, but naked with others and actually doing something. I, I think that does make a difference. Yeah. And, and if that guy's trying to get up the courage to do a naked yoga thing, um, you know, what, what would you say? Would you have him do some, like go online and see some, you know, do some research on it or, what, 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 yeah. How would you make him feel comfortable? 
trying yeah, that out. I think the best thing there is probably like reach out to the instructor and maybe ask a few questions. Oh. So um, like one thing that's kind of funny is if you do more of an evening yoga, those are usually in, like in, in a darkened room so that you don't see as much, yeah. right? Whereas if you're doing like a class in the middle of the day, likely it's going to be really lit up. So if you're really shy, like an evening class can sometimes be a good way to start because uh, usually it's just a little bit darker to have sort of a more relaxed kind of calmer vibe. Yeah. Um, if you can find somebody that's been, that can give you some info, that that's a really good way to do it. So for example, um, I made friends with someone through Instagram who saw me post about Copper Cactus Ranch. So they messaged me and asked questions about it because they were curious, but didn't want to go on their own. So oh, I was cool. able to tell them, here's what it's like and here's what's going on. And then eventually we went together and, and they did. Oh, wow. Like, and really liked it. So reaching out to others is good because if you're uncertain with social media these days, there's great ways to connect with others and get some information and maybe even make an acquaintance before you go so that you're not just totally out there on your own jumping into this. I, that's that's a great suggestion. Um, I'm so glad that, that somebody reached out to you that way. That's, that's really mm -hmm. cool. Uh, yeah, it's funny. That particular ranch doesn't have much of a social media presence. So mm -hmm. if you post about it or tag it, I've had multiple people reach out and ask questions. So it's kind of fun to be able to be almost like an ambassador for them and say, listen, this is how it works. <laughs> this is what's going on. And then people try it and usually really like it. The only thing about the ranch is it's a bit rustic. So uh -huh. if you're really fancy, it's probably not your place. But if you don't <laughs> find it, I mean, it's a, it's a ranch in the desert. So it, it is definitely on the rustic side. But if you're cool with that, you have a great time. So. Oh, that sounds so cool. Well, <laughs> I really want to try it sometime. Absolutely. Anytime. <laughs> uh, so you know, one of the other things that people might want to give it, might want to try if they're, if they don't know anybody who maybe does naked yoga or is going to a nude beach near them or kind of wants, wants a little bit more information about anything specific to this. Uh, where I, one of the things I found really helpful is the, on Reddit, the r slash nudism subreddit. Mm -hmm. And uh, it seems to be, by and large, good vibes mm -hmm. and very helpful people who want to sort of help. And so you, I know that there is some people like, hey, I'm going to Black's Beach this weekend. I don't know anybody. Is anybody you know willing to meet me there? You know that sort of thing. Um, so check that out. Uh, and, and I bet if if there is some nude yoga in your community that you want to maybe give a shot of. I love the idea of calling the instructor. I think that that's mm -hmm. great. So that you can kind of, you know, connect with him or her and, and see how that feels and ask questions and, and kind of, kind of know them as you're walking in. So you're not walking in, not knowing anyone. Um, yeah. And kind of feel out the vibe, right? Yeah. Because um, yeah, it's like, I think a lot of it is people are just very uncertain going into these situations. And so anything that can kind of reduce that uncertainty a little bit, I think helps. Um, and that's really probably gay or straight, right? It's like, yeah. if you know somebody that goes to a club and then you go to their club, that's probably a good way to be introduced to that situation versus just going on your own. Um, yeah. Particularly if you're a single man, because I, I do think that's a challenge. Um, it it is with some clubs, no question. Yeah. 
for sure. Um, it, it, it like gay things, maybe not so much because single men are probably more common. And, and I know a lot of the issues with single men in clubs has to do with like how women are treated. And I, and I get that for sure. So sure. I, I definitely respect that. But um, at like um, gay or mixed venues, that's maybe not as much of a, a big deal. At places like the ranch, it's, it's not really a, a concern. Single folks go all the time. Not a big yeah. Deal. Oh, that's great. Um, so check out, check out the r slash nudism subreddit. Um, mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, if you're thinking about naked yoga, call the instructor. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I, this is really helpful, Ted. Thank you. Yeah. Sure. Uh, you know, Evan and I, as we were talking, we were realizing that, you know, this is really just one perspective on it and that there, there, and there are probably others, right? Other perspectives on this. Um, you know, there's probably a young person's perspective versus an older perspective. And uh, there are probably trans perspectives on this. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, but thank you for for being uh, you know the voice of all gay men here. So right. <laughs> <laughs> definitely not, but offering up you know just yes. my perspective. Your perspective, yes. I, yeah, and I, I do agree. There are many, many other perspectives out there for sure. sure. But I do think kind of the underlying thing is I'm um, generally nudists are um, very welcoming and very friendly and very accepting. So once folks can kind of like break down their barriers and give this a try, I think they will generally find a very accepting group of people who are, are welcoming to all. I agree. Well, hey, thanks. Thanks again for coming back on the show and, and, and talking about this. And um, we appreciate it. And I'm sure, you know, the, our conversation will continue on this. Um, right. <laughs> Thank you. For Nude in the News today, we'll look at a February 8th, 2022 article by Fran Golden, posted on the thepointsguide.com website that I follow for travel hacks and tips titled Nude Cruises, Voyages Where You Can Take It All Off. I know several nudie friends and acquaintances who have all raved about nude cruises. I know some who have, I think are on maybe one right now or just were on one. And it's definitely on my bucket list. I want to go on one so bad. And I was interested when this article appeared on The Point Sky. So um, I'll go ahead and read the article, but I encourage you to check it out and there'll be a link to it in the show notes. So here we go. Nudist cruises are advertised as an opportunity to let it all hang out but clothing-optional sailings don't require you to be completely naked. It's your choice whether to cover up. The sailings do include all sorts of rules. You must be clothed in the dining rooms, for instance. And don't expect a ship full of beautiful bodies. Nude sailings are for adults of all ages, shapes, and sizes. Nude cruises are not about sex. Rather, they're about body acceptance. Don't confuse clothing-optional nude cruises with the more targeted couples-only swinger cruises, which are typically also clothing optional. Here's what you need to know before embarking on a nude sailing. Who to book with? The big kahuna of nude cruises is Austin, Texas-based Bare Necessities, founded in 1990. The company pioneered clothing optional ship charters, and its trips take over entire vessels, Bare Necessities has worked with cruise lines that offer small ship lines, Star Clippers and Paul Gauguin cruises, as well as the more well-known Celebrity Cruises, Carnival Cruise Line, and Holland America. Nude cruise vacations with Bare Necessities tend to be in warm weather spots, such as the Caribbean and Mediterranean, but they also have included Alaska, 
On any sailing, about 70% of cruises, guests have cruised with the company before. Cruises are for ages 18 and older. On its website, Bare Necessities makes clear that its cruises are not for vacationers looking to get busy while naked. Social nudity is not a sexual activity, and we strive to dispel the misconception that it is anything but natural and beautiful. Anyone overtly sexual may be kicked off the ship. It's important when booking a nude cruise to decide if you're going if you are a nudist or a swinger. There are cruise operators for both. Bare Necessities has nearly sold out its June 25th, 2022 sailing, a two-week jaunt around the Adriatic on Star Clipper's five-masted 227-passenger Royal Clipper sailing ship. If you have your heart set on nude cruising to in Europe, but you want to wait a little longer to sail, Bare Necessities has also booked Royal Clipper for two weeks for a two-week Wonders of the Mediterranean voyage scheduled for July 18th, 2023, beginning and ending in, wow, a, a word I can't even pronounce, Civitavecchia, <laughs> the port for Rome. The itinerary includes Sorrento, Amalfi, Stromboli, Sicily, Sardinia, and other stops. You'll be able to admire the ship's 54,000 square feet of sails and brass antique decor, while skinny dipping in the ship's three small swimming pools. The plan is to have the ship anchor as much as possible during the itinerary for water sports au natural. There will be uh, also opportunities to hit the nude beaches of Corsica and, with clothes, explore Italy's Amalfi Coast, Sicily, Sardinia, and the French Riviera. Closer to home, you might choose to embark on a big nude boat sailing, on the 2,124-passenger Carnival Pride, where you can ride the water slides, hang out at the piano bar, and dine poolside on sinful, complimentary Guy Fieri burgers, all in the buff. As noted on the Bare Necessities website, the ship's decor is appropriate for a nudist vacation. There's a replica of Michelangelo's naked David sculpture in the steakhouse, and bare-breasted mermaids decorate the walls at, on the, at the Lido Buffet. The next voyage that still has availability sets sail February 12, 2023. It is scheduled to visit St. Thomas, St. Kitts, Antigua, Grand Turk, and the and private islands of Amber Cove, Princess Kays, and Half Moon Cay, with a few sea days sprinkled in between. In a typical year, there would be an additional organized nudist cruises, including cabins on small yacht charters, in destinations as, such as Croatia, but the cruise industry is still recovering from the pandemic. However, booking a n- private yacht charter for you and your friends is another option for people who, s- who want to cruise naked. Facts about nude cruises. Things you should know beyond the need to bring copious amounts of sunscreen used liberally on all areas of the body that are not often exposed to the skin where you tend to burn. 1. Pack some clothes. All guests are required to dress for meals in the dining room and at specialty restaurants. You will also need to put on clothes to attend the captain's cocktail party. You don't need to be fancy. Nudist cruises are typically casual. You may show up wearing shorts and a t-shirt if you want. You are required to put on clothes when the ship pulls into a port or whenever the captain announces you must. Crew members remain in their normal clothes at all times. While you are packing, you 
Check the planned events for your sailing. You might want to pack gear for costume parties or theme nights. Once on board, you are free to go as clothing and optional as you like in the fitness center. Try naked yoga. On the zip line, in the casino, at the pools, and at most other indoor and outdoor areas, including the bars and the buffet. When you sit naked on the furniture, any furniture, you, such as sun loungers or bar stools, you must place a towel under your naked bottom or a G-string. Nudist cruises are open to couples, friends, and families traveling together, as well as solo travelers. Bear Necessities has a roommate match service for solos who don't want to pay a high single supplement. When possible, your ship will provide the option to visit nude beaches, which could include the cruise line's own private island or beach resort. If you don't want to swing, if you are looking for a clothing-optional swingers cruise complete with erotic movie showings, naughty theme parties, and playrooms, Bliss Cruises has a handful of upcoming charters for like-minded swinger couples, nudists, voyeurs, and exhibitionists. It includes... A six-night sailing on Royal Caribbean's Jewel of the Seas, embarking in Miami and sailing to Mexico April 3rd through 9th, 2022. A seven-night sailing on a Zamara Quest, embarking in Barcelona and sailing to Spain and Morocco June 4th through 11th, 2022. A seven-night sailing on Celebrity Reflection, embarking in Fort Lauderdale and sailing to the Southern Caribbean November 13th through 20th, 2022. A five-night sailing on the Celebrity Summit, embarking in Miami and sailing to the Caribbean uh, April 20, 17th through 22nd, 2023, and a six-night sailing on the Celebrity Equinox, embarking in Fort Lauderdale and sailing to the Western Caribbean November 5th through 11th, 2023. These sailings are for adults age 21 and over, and are they are for couples only. So there you have it. Uh, some things to think about as you're thinking about uh, the... Nude cruises that might be in your future. I hope that one is in mine. Well, that's it for today's show. Thanks again to Ted for joining me for the penis conversation. Ted, you're a great friend to the podcast and to me. Please subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening to it on. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever. There are more new episodes to come. Please also do reach out to me and tell me what you think about this show. I love it when I get feedback from my listeners. It really does help me shape how I do this show. And I want to be responsive to the things that you want to learn about. So, And if you're relatively new to nudism and you're willing to share your story on this podcast, I also want to hear from you. So please reach out to me at newnudistpodcast at gmail.com. So I'm going to close today's show with a quote I don't know who it uh, is attributed to, but uh, I thought it was—I thought it was awesome. I now know why I'm a nudist. I'm clothestrophobic. All right, that was a bad one, but hey, it's the only one I could come up with today. I'm Scott Klein. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you have plenty of nudie adventures planned ahead of you, and I hope you have a great naked day. <laughs>